Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the South Bay Show, Manhattan Beach Chamber 360, on October 30th, 2020. Live, love, laugh, and leave a legacy. That is what we do here in the South Bay of Los Angeles, and it's a beautiful place to do just that. The South Bay Show is brought to you by the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce. The Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce has been serving the city of Manhattan Beach for over 60 years, and they are dedicated to promoting a strong local economy by supporting the community, providing valuable business connections, and representing business with government. The Chamber staff is focused on providing its membership with the tools and resources to help businesses grow and thrive within the community. Their goal is to continually support the individual efforts of business as they work to support the growth of the local economy. For more information on how the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce is working with member businesses and the city of Manhattan Beach to support that growth, visit the website at manhattanbeachchamber.com or call 310-545-5313. I'm your host, Joe Terry. And you can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The South Bay Show. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose. This is what we talk about here on The South Bay Show. Joining us as co-host, the president and CEO of the Manhattan Beach Chamber, Kelly Stroman. And of course, with us because of our great partnership with SouthBayByJackie.com and executive producer of the South Bay Show, Jackie Balestra. Hey, Jackie, Kelly, how are you? Excellent, Joe. I am excellent. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning, Jackie and Joe. Happy Friday. Happy, happy Friday. Friday. It's, it's happy Halloween Friday. Oh. Yeah. Woo. Um, yeah. Woo. <laughs> But it sounds good. It's nice and foggy this morning. It's kind of, it is very Halloween-ish this morning. Um, so mm. I do want to talk about Halloween for a second. Um, yeah. I've been, uh, I, I did the, I did a bad thing. I bought a bag of candy and of course I've ate the whole thing this week, which our, uh. today, our, our guest today is not going to, you know, he's probably cringing right now, but we'll get into that yeah. later. Um uh, but uh, lo and behold, apparently I'm not alone in what I've been eating because it is the number one selling Halloween candy every year. Can you want to take a guess what it is? I'll guess. So in other I'll words, guess. I'll give you a minute. I'll give you a minute. In other words, okay. I'm uh, re- relinquishing myself from guilt because I feel like the rest of the country is doing it, so it's okay that I did it. <laughs> so, um, okay, the, the number one selling candy for Halloween for like the last, you know, 10 years or something. What do you think it is? I think it's uh, those mini Snicker bars. <laughs> Okay, thank you, sound effect department. Uh, Joe, yeah. do you want to take a wild guess? Yeah. I was going to say lady fingers. What? Lady but fingers? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> maybe or Snickers. 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 Okay, wait. Lady fingers Ma- maybe. is a cookie. <laughs> I yeah. love it. I love yeah. that. I love I, you, I, Joe. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know where Joe's been <laughs> trick or treating. It, it could be. It could be candy corn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was funny. That made me giggle. Um, it is the mini Reese's peanut butter cups. Oh, okay. Right. That makes sense. Although, yeah. Jackie, I really like Not your sorry. I bet, I bet mini Snickers is right up there. Um, but, right yes. Oh, gosh. I, you know, I went to Target to get some you know, supplies for the office. And I'm like, oh, we'll get a bag of those, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, they are so addicting. Anyways, um, before before we uh, Kelly, before we can, before we continue, I just want to ask both of you: Are you getting any any breakup in in this in this call? Are you hearing any breakup? I am None not significant. No. Okay, you know what? No, I'm, I'm gonna not. I'm gonna drop off and call and call back in because I'm I'm getting some bad breakup. So you continue, and I'll okay. be right back. 
Yes. All right. So, so Joe, um, Halloween obviously is, you know, Halloween pandemic style this year. Um, oh, anybody right. you Anybody you know dressing up or trick-or-treating just maybe in their neighborhood? I know there's all sorts of L.A. County health protocols and no gatherings, no parties, you know, stay within your house right, type of right. thing. Um, and I think, you know, I'm hearing a lot of people are honoring that. Some are just trick-or-treating within their immediate neighborhood, like their block or two that they know everybody, you know. Uh, last night I came right. home from work kind of late and my neighbor was in her driveway with her youngest child, like, fitting and building out um, the child's dinosaur costume. And it was quite yeah. elaborate. Whoa. Um, so I love that people are still dressing up and having fun. That's so important, especially for kids. We all need that. But yeah. anybody you know dressing yeah. up or doing anything for Halloween? I, I, I am I, actually. Have, you are go you, ahead, Joe. Jackie, are you dressing up? Well, I'm not dressing up myself personally, but my wife and I, have a tradition it's you know uh old uh what's that uh arsenic and old lace that movie with gary oh um, yeah yeah i think it's gary yeah. cooper no it's I not love, gary cooper That's it's not gary somebody. cooper i love that movie it's an oldie but it's a goodie yeah we love that movie for halloween while we're sitting there um you know and the onslaught of kids is coming down our street but um this year we're not going to put out candy. We're going to go dark, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think I, I think it is, was uh, Car- Car- it quiet. was Cary Grant. What it was Cary Grant. Cary Grant. Arsenic and Cary Grant. Yeah, that's a that's a funny funny movie. Um, I am <laughs> I mm-hmm. I I am actually doing something fun for Halloween this year. I am going. I'm leaving uh, actually right after the show. I'm going out to the desert for a. Uh, three-day music festival called Once in a Blue Moon. Mm. Is, mm. This, is this a drive-in music festival, or what is this? No, it's actually a headphone festival. Uh, so <laughs> so when you get there, you get these very high-fidelity headphones, and so you can socially distance. You can go, like, up to, like, you know, 1,000, 1,500 feet away and, and hear the music beautifully. So there have been a couple of them around the South Bay. It, it's a South Bay outfit that's putting this on. Um, so yeah, so I'm excited about that. I'm 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 going to be going off the grid for three whole days, mm-hmm. no laptop, because there's no uh, uh, where we're going. So I'm going to be completely off the grid. I'm very excited about that. Uh, don't don't try to contact me, anybody. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds that sounds wonderful, and it sounds fun. Good for you. It does. Uh, real quick, Kelly, before you get uh, to our updates on what's happening with the chamber, I just wanted to mention. Uh, just yesterday, um, my partner and I launched a new business. It's called Stub Stories Apparel. It is uh, concert stub graphics uh, on, on, on different types of garments. It's very cool. We're currently selling on Etsy. So uh, go to the Etsy shop and type in Stub Stories Apparel, one word, and check it out. Uh, they, they're going to make great stocking stuffers. And we're doing masks. We're we're also doing masks, which so far has been the top seller. So um, go check it out, Stub Stories Apparel. That sounds very cool. Now, do you have to go through licensing um, to get all those images? No, no, they're mine. They're mine. I I own the ticket stubs, so no licensing necessary. Interesting. Hmm. Okay, yep. sounds cool. Yep. I'll check it out. All right. All right. Um, so what's going on? So what is happening in Manhattan Beach? Um, I'm yeah. super excited um as are a lot of people we have oh my gosh one of the probably you know last restaurants to finally reopen has been closed for seven months i can't even imagine not you know having a business closed for seven months i know there's others mm-hmm. um it's mm-hmm. one of the last uh, restaurants to reopen it is mercado in manhattan beach at the manhattan village mall um it is an amazing coastal mexican restaurant Super fresh, um, delicious, gourmet, coastal Mexican food, uh, fresh, squeezed, different flavors of margaritas, tequilas. Um, they do an 
a vegetarian, like a um, vegetarian taco with uh, roasted cauliflower. They do a ahi taco on a jicama shell. They have their carnitas. It's off the chart. Um, they have been closed for seven months. I have been craving it uh, for just under seven months, and I'm so excited that they are opening. They are a member. Uh, we adore them. They're lovely people. They have wonderful service, and they are finally reopening at the mall for um, patio dining and for takeout. Mm-hmm. So we need everybody to, um, you know, show up and support them next week. Um, you know, let's get them back on track. Uh, big, big opening. You know, the mall is still under <clears throat> a lot of construction, uh, but that their area has been freed up a little bit. So we're excited. Um, it's, you know, they're good people, great service, and absolutely delicious, fresh Mexican food. So that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're opening on mm-hmm. Monday. And then um, we launched the Best of Manhattan Awards um, nomination, period. We've had a lot of conversation about this since July. Um, you know, in, in keeping with years past, Typically, uh, the Best Manhattan Award ceremony would be in October. And we all know what's happened with in-person awards this year. And with all, you know, the trauma and opening and closings, we delayed the process, had a lot of conversations. We had a lot of input from people saying, what happened to the Best Manhattan Awards? Are you guys going to still do it? So um, we are moving forward with it. It's an abbreviated version. Um, nominations are open in six categories. Um, anybody can vote. Uh, the nominees and ultimately the winners have to be located in Manhattan Beach. This is called the Best of Manhattan Awards. Um, but we mm-hmm. want everybody to nominate their favorite best businesses in categories ranging from women-owned business, healthy living, of course, the Best of Manhattan Awards. Uh, we added, uh, we have Small and Mighty, which is all your small business. And then we added a really fun award this year called the Positive Pandemic Pivot. We want to hear about those stories, those businesses uh, that have really you know, created an amazing pivot. Um, for instance, remember our friend Hogan Peters at you, how he's gone from you know, manufacturing uh, surf wax to he was um, creating you know, uh, soap with those bars and uh, things like that. There's a, you know, everybody deserves an award this year. Um, but we want to hear those <laughs> outstanding stories. And then, of course, we'll come back and have a Bob Maestro Local Legend Award. We'll have a Chamber Member of the Year Award. Um, and we're going to be recognizing our first responders, our fire department, and our police department. And we are going to air it. And I'll release more of these details later in November. But we are going to air it the night of December 13th, which would have been the holiday fireworks. So, oh, um, we're, gosh, that's we, it. Yeah, right? We're going we're gonna to infuse some holiday magic into the awards um, and hopefully provide a little bit of warm and fuzzy. You know, uh, nothing replaces the actual events for any of these things. Um, but we're taking it, – it's a fast-moving project, and we're pulling it all together. Um, but it won't just be the awards. There's going to be some holiday things um, – infused into it so we're kind of excited about that but for right now we need everybody to nominate your favorite businesses in manhattan beach you can go to manhattanbeachchamber.com forward slash b-o-m as in best of manhattan nominate vote share it with everybody we can't wait to see who thinks you know who is the best of manhattan so you know, i know who i'm i'm i know who i'm voting for best uh, pandemic pivot we we had them on the show. I'm totally voting for Fish Bar. Fish Bar just they mm. they were the first ones out of the gate. They they thought outside mm. the box. They turned their restaurant into a into a into a grocery store. I mean they they just did an amazing job. You are right. I remember that, um, Jackie. And you know what's so funny is some of these things we need to um, remember and you know and kind of resurrect because um, now they're back into like normal kind of yeah. operations and well not normal but <laughs> pandemic normal um, so anyways um, you know we're excited uh, we don't want to test anybody out it's just, you know too much it's just too much voting we, we look at this as a positive vote in this chaotic world with the elections next week um, and we really do feel it's important to recognize 
um, you know, so many great stories in Manhattan Beach. So there you have it. And that's all, all right. for you today. We have mm-hmm. to celebrate. We have to celebrate all the, the incredible effort that businesses have have put in to 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 keep to keep the community functioning. You know, how do you function without toilet paper, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. That right. is going to be the story. Uh, one of the headlines yeah. of twenty twenty. I agree. Yeah, the, I agree. And the best uh, you know, you can't forget those uh essential services and toilet paper and you know, hand paper and um and taking care of one's self because um I think we've all been lost in the weeds of um the year called 2020. So um, I agree. So we're bringing it. We're bringing some fun and bringing some positivity. So I'm excited and, about and, that. Yes, and today's guest, um, I'm going to be very curious to hear how they have uh, managed this whole situation because I, I – I, well, anyway, we'll get to that. But um, this this topic today <laughs> is very, very near and dear to my heart. Uh, Joe, shall we shall we get going? Yes, indeed. Uh, uh, an essential worker, uh, if ever there was one. Uh, Jackie, who's our guest today? Okay, our guest this morning is Dr. Don Munkal of Manhattan Beach Dental Solutions. Now, Dr. Don is a Los Angeles native and loves serving his neighbor's dental needs. Raised in the San Fernando Valley, he completed undergrad studies at UCLA and received his degree with honors in 1990 after completing the dental program at University of the Pacific Dental School in San Francisco. His postgraduate experience came in part from his role as an instructor at USC Dental School. Now, within a few short years, Dr. Don established his practice right in his hometown of Los Angeles, and Manhattan Beach Dental has been serving patients since 1992. The love that Dr. Monkhouse feels for L.A. seems to be reciprocal. He's been honored as the best dentist in downtown in Los Angeles Downtown News for four consecutive years. We're lucky to have him here in Manhattan Beach now. This morning, we'll discuss the latest dental technology and the importance of dental health, especially during the coronavirus pandemic. Dr. Don, welcome to the show. We're so glad you could join us this morning. Hello. Hey, thank you for uh, having me here. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Hi. Hi. So, yeah, it's great. Uh, uh, Manhattan Beach, uh, like, uh, uh, it's been, I, um, it's been a, a great experience here being, the, being uh, here in Manhattan Beach. Yes, yes. And we, we, you also have uh, an office downtown. Is that true, Dr. Mungo? Yes. Okay. So uh, to clarify, in 1992, that's uh, I opened up my practice in downtown LA, and then uh, 10 years ago, we moved to Manhattan Beach uh, because my my daughter was born to uh, to uh, you know like have a better neighborhood to grow to a razor in, and then uh, two years yeah. two years ago, we acquired uh, Manhattan Beach Dental Solutions. So uh, and um, so I've been like splitting my time between downtown. In Manhattan Beach, uh, along with my uh, my group of doctors that uh, that that I have together, and uh, and uh, it's been great ever since. Fantastic. Um, so, actually, uh, Doctor John, what I would like to start with is just a recap of your experience. I mean, I really do mean that. That you know, obviously, dental services. Um, are uh, key and sort of essential services for people that have, you know, emergency dental care required. And so how uh, did you ever close your office? Uh, how long did it take for you to pivot um, your your business practices uh, in this age of COVID? Yeah, we were closed for about two months, March 16th. I, I remember that day on Monday. Um, so, you know, we got, um, we heard about all, you know, like everybody, CDC, uh, made an announcement that, you know, like, uh, to close, to only see emergency patients. Mm -hmm. And, um, Mm -hmm. with with us, you know, like we couldn't even see emergency patients because we just didn't have enough PPEs. So that was Mm -hmm. the trouble at that, at that time. Uh, we could not find any PPEs. There was a shortage of masks. And uh, so we can even see emergency patients. And uh, finally, I found a place that was selling 
PPEs, and uh, it took two, three weeks to get our order in. I had to drive all the way to Orange County to pick up a, uh, like a box full of PPEs. And then finally uh, in May is when we were able to, like, start seeing patients uh, emergency-wise. Okay, okay. So yeah, we're, we're two months. Um, that's that's much better, obviously, than many businesses. We just at the top of the show, we're talking about, you know, uh, some businesses not open yet. Uh, still, some restaurants uh, uh, at twenty five percent capacity. Where yes. when you know the restaurant business, you know that margins are not seventy five percent in a in a restaurant. Margins uh, right. for a great restaurant, a very highly successful restaurant margins are generally below 20%. And so right. 25% capacity in terms of seating is ridiculous in terms of uh, profitability. Um, but then of course, um, some businesses just simply are not reopening and that's, um, mm. that's the truth of it. Um, so now when you think about the nature of dental care, what would you say to people who that you know, well, my business has changed. How would you say your business has changed in 2020? Right. So business has changed uh, in a way where um, we screen patients. You know, like um, when they have an appointment, when they make an appointment, so they they get uh, our patients get sent a questionnaire asking if they had any symptoms of uh, like cold, did they travel abroad, uh, did they get exposed uh, to COVID at some time? If they did, then we would say, like, okay, let's reschedule your appointment. Uh, if mm-hmm. they didn't get any of those, then we'll give them an appointment. And then, and then uh, during uh, their appointment, uh, we would, like, uh, have them knock on the door. And uh, kind of like, a, now that I think about it, it's kind of like, a, you know, like, speakeasy, Back in the prohibition, yeah. they would knock on the door. <laughs> and, yes. And then uh, we would go outside. They'll give us a secret password. No, I'm just kidding. Just uh, <laughs> we, we would ask the same question and uh, ask right. um, ask the same questions like if they got exposed to COVID, if they have any symptoms of uh, fever. Uh, we take their temperature, and then if that is all good, then they go straight to the chair. No waiting room at all. So um, no waiting. And in the in, uh, with the chair, like it's all sterilized. It's sterilized in between patients, and uh, we do all everything there, like the procedures, the rescheduling, the the transaction, all that. So everything stays in the chair. And then once they're done, then they go out. Uh, so as far as changes, that's that's how that's what's changed in our in our uh, business. Okay. Dr. Dr. Okay. John. Dr. John, I, I, I have to ask you, um, only because um, I had several doctor's appointments scheduled earlier in the year. You know, I had doctor's appointments in March, April, May, June. And um, sure. last month I, I started rescheduling them. And, oh, my goodness, uh-huh. some of them are so far out. I mean, I have appointments. I'm not going to – well, you know, what is this uh, – November. We don't even know what day it is anymore. Um, back in mm-hmm. July, I started rescheduling, and there are some appointments I can't get to until December or January because of, you know, the, you can't do the back-to-back anymore. You can't have, you know, your mm-hmm. waiting right. room full of people. So so your appointments are, are so spread out now. Um, I, do you have a backlog? Like, are you booked into 2022? Uh, yeah, exactly. We have a um, yeah. We have to have social distancing, of course, and then um, also we have like a backlog of uh, dentistry, and um, so like all the the two months that we were closed, we're like catching up to get all those procedures done that were scheduled prior. And then on top of that, like uh, a statistic says uh, that 20% of dental offices supposedly are still closed because uh, just just for any reason or another, like the doctor doesn't want to come back or uh, employees don't want to come back, hygienists don't want to come back. Um, mm. So, so uh, that's, that's the reality right now. now uh, you know, I remember uh, – oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Jeff. Just, go ahead. Well, follow on with what, what Trudon is saying. Is, is there a year in recent memory, uh, Dr. Mungal, 
when 20% of dentistry offices have closed? Have you, do you remember any year where, where that has been true? No, this is definitely historic. I've never heard of this where 20% of dental offices have been closed. Uh, even uh, during the time of uh, HIV, uh, back in the 90s, uh, there was never that much percentage of dental offices being closed at all. So, uh, right. Um, right. so no, this is this is historic. Wow. Okay. All right. Okay, Jackie. Yeah, you know, what uh, Dr. Don was saying before about the PPE, you know, when this all came down, by the way, I just, I just realized, Dr. Don mentioned March 15th, the Ides of March has come mm, back to haunt us. Yeah. I, ne- I never thought of mm-hmm. that until just now when you said that, the Ides of March, uh, March 15th. Um, but when this all came down, um, I, like many other people, I, I set up a couple of regular weekly Zoom calls you know, to keep in touch with people. And one of them is with a group of local friends, you know, people we normally see on the weekends. And one of them mm-hmm. is a dentist. And we had this, mm. we set this call up. It was like eight o'clock on a Saturday night. We did it for, we did it for a few months. And every week when we would all get on the Zoom call, his, his our friend, the dentist, his wife would be on and we'd say, where's Glenn? And she's like, he's still working. He, I mean, mm-hmm. just just getting the PPE, he was scrambling. He, I, I, and this went on for months. And then finally, one day he showed up and literally walked in in the middle of the Zoom call. We were like, hey, what are you doing? He goes, I just spent $10,000 on PPE. Holy yeah. cow. Mm. Oh, yeah. 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 Because yeah. uh, 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 they were charging uh, five, six seven times more than usual for math. So, uh, yeah, the, the bill right. could come up that, that much. And, uh, and we're just glad to get them. Like, uh, I, I would drive, like, uh, right. to Riverside. Right. I would drive to Orange County just to pick up a supply of them. So, right. Right. Now, so I have a question. Me, well, Kelly, I'm going to throw you a question, and then you can ask your question in concert with that. For okay. uh, this, this question is for Kelly that – you know, it, it it impresses me, Kelly, that, you know, with what the chamber does and how the chamber managed the, the, uh, the pandemic from the beginning, some businesses obviously have come back and are doing okay. But along the way, their expenses must be astronomical for all the different things, the plastic, the the dividers and everything that they have to spend on. So I'm just curious, Kelly, your impression from your, uh, from your members about the ones that have survived are now, you know, paying all these extra expenses and then go on, please. Um, That's a very good point, Joe. And I agree. You know, one of the, gosh, the roles that I think the chamber, our chamber at least, you know, fell into immediately is, uh, reading through all the information, all the rules, the protocols at that time in, in the spring, it was all the loans that were possible, mm. grants that were mm. possibly available, and trying to bring to um, the membership and honestly all businesses who you know called us and had questions, you know what was out there and how they could access. Um, PPE. We went through that stage too, where resources, because we had uh, vendors and people calling us, you know, um, offering to um, uh, provide sale, you know, certain things. And so it was, you know, it's interesting when I look back, we, you know, we were scrambling along with everybody else and we would weed through those because I had people calling the office who, you know, wanted to sell things for astronomical prices. And I said, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I had people calling from all different parts of the country. It was really interesting. So we really tried to weed through it and, and bring credible sources. And then with the, um, there were several loans and grants that popped up here and there sporadically that were available to businesses to apply for that helped pay 
for PPE um, mm-hmm. because I think, like the state of California with EDD, they recognize that a lot of it's so important to keep your employees safe too. Not just you know the customer is important, but so is the employee and employee confidence. And, and Dr. Mongol, I want you to speak to this in just a minute. But I know there you know across all sectors of business, that has been one of the biggest challenges is not just getting customers back, but getting employees back. And it doesn't have to do with just, you know, somewhere we're um, accessing unemployment and getting, you know, a larger amount with the unemployment package that ended in August, but they were, they're afraid, you know, and, or they have maybe um, somebody at home that is a high risk. And so they don't want to possibly mm-hmm. transmit it. So we really tried to bring those resources and help everybody navigate it. Every, you know, a small office has less resources to do that. A larger one, they're busy. Everybody just has their own issues. But I want to hear too uh, from um, the doctor about the, your, your employees and, you know, the morale within the office and then, you know, how, how safe they feel. And I, I, and then I want you just to talk a minute about, you know, when the customer comes in, I know you mentioned they have to knock at the door and everything. I love that. That's, um, that's cute and funny, your analogy. But, you know, do, when they come in, do they have to brush their teeth? Do they have to gargle with mouthwash? Because if, you, if we think about the proximity of, you know, the mouth and the nose and the breathing and whether it's you, the dentist, or, or the staff, um, I, I heard at one point that um, dentistry is one of the most high-risk professions during the pandemic. So um, first, talk about your employees. How, how are they feeling, and, you know, do they feel safe, and did you have a hard time getting them to come back? Yeah, definitely. That was an issue at, at the very beginning. I would say, like, only 60% of my staff were willing to come back, and, uh, and they were – and the one that came back were uncomfortable – um, and I had to, like, kind of, like, hype them up and be a cheerleader there. And uh, basically I told them, like, hey, you know, like, uh, back in the th- – this is actually okay because back in the HIV pandemic, you know, we could not refuse patients back then. Like, uh, if there was an HIV patient, we had to treat them, uh, whereas uh, the difference now is, uh, yeah, we could just res- – if they have uh, COVID, we could uh, reschedule them two, three weeks out and come back when they're when they're feeling better when they're symptomless. Uh, whereas uh, with, with HIV, we could not refuse the patients. And uh, I remember like uh, seeing patients with with lesions on their faces, and like I had to, I had to see those patients, and uh, and I had to like comfort the uh, the, the staff and be like, hey, you know, like uh, at least we didn't have we don't have to do that, and um, have, just have them come back when they're symptomless. And um, and then I made sure that um, we went over the protocols, the all the CDC guidelines, and like what we're gonna do uh, as far as like uh, screening the patients and taking temperature, and then that's going into the waiting room. They felt really good about that. that I think that's that's a key factor of making them feel comfortable, um, and, and and making sure that they have all the PPEs. Like I made sure, like I they saw our inventory that we have no shortage of of PPEs there, that made them feel comfortable too. Um, as far as your point, as far as like dentistry being uh, very um, very susceptible to uh, this COVID, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, like uh, we make them uh, rinse with, with a mouthwash uh, prior to like starting the procedure. That's one of the protocols. And um, again, just, uh, I, just telling them like uh, make sure that we wear the mask we wear face shields we have gloves we wash our hands don't put, don't put your hands don't touch your face um, we, we we don't see patients that are COVID that are known to be COVID positive and uh, mm-hmm. and and all those precautions we should be all fine and uh, that made them feel comfortable and slowly they came back and they came back with a better attitude and uh, more confident. So, you know, I gotta, I gotta say, I can't imagine having a toothache, and if you have COVID, and having to deal with a toothache for two or three weeks. How horrible would that be? You know, how, you know how bad horrible. it is when you get a toothache. And can you imagine? Oh, let me call my dentist, and then you come in, and their temperature's high, and they can't take you. I can't imagine anything worse than that. But I do want to say one thing. Um, I was into my dentist last month. I finally got into my dentist last month, 
am, am I hygienist? Um, and she's like, she goes, she reads everything. She's like, every time I go in there, I get a whole, you know, master class on the latest in dentistry. And she's up on everything. Mm-hmm. And she said to me, she says, as of today, and this was like a month ago, she said there hasn't been one documented case of anyone catching COVID at a dentist's office. Now, I don't know if that's, yeah, still that's true, true, but yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you guys are, I mean, double masks, face shields, the gloves, the, the dressing gowns. I mean, it, it's like it's like you got to work like you're a mummy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, we're actually used to that because uh, that's uh, we we've been wearing face shields, uh, face masks, gloves uh, as a routine for like a long time, and uh, like uh, it came from the HIV uh, um, right HIV, from the HIV back in the nineties. So so it, it was a pretty easy transition to uh, the, the uh, treating COVID. So. You know, it's it's very interesting you bring up the HIV analogy. I think we've all kind of forgot about that. Right, right. uh, And and that was, uh, if I recall correctly, it's all transmitted through uh, through blood or bodily fluids. Bloodborne. Yeah. yeah, um, Yeah. So... Um, I can only imagine, um, you know, it's one thing we, I don't think, you know, people like us thought about um, uh, the, the, the threat, you know, possible threat or fear, you know, um, from your mm-hmm. type of um, perspective. But I know, um, I know, Jack, we probably need to take a station break, but I want to talk about yes. Um, yes. dentistry and what's happening. And I want to talk about TMJ. I bet there's a lot of people grinding their teeth right yes. now with all the stress. <laughs> so, um, all right. Let's, let's, let's do that. Let's let's do that now, Jill. Let's take our station break now, and then when we come back, we'll discuss that. Perfect. All right, Jackie. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the South Bay Show. We bring this show to you every uh, uh, Thursday morning and every Friday morning at 8 a.m. Truly hyper-local news. If you live in the South Bay between El Segundo and Palos Verdes and west from the water, to East uh, uh, Torrance, uh, we are your your hyper local news source. Please join us. We bring you the best of the South Bay every Thursday morning, um, the the Thursday morning uh, South Bay Spotlight, and then on Friday mornings, we are bringing you the best of the best, with a special emphasis on the city of Manhattan Beach and the members of the Manhattan Beach Chamber. We're proudly sponsored on Fridays by the Manhattan Beach Chamber, and uh, we love uh, engaging with you as an audience, and we love bringing you the best of the best. Uh, truly, um, the South Bay Strong uh, is at Sobay, Jackie, uh, Sobay. Um, so uh, please join us, and of course, you can join us in podcast with your favorite smart speaker, Siri, Alexa, uh, Google, um, just say, play the South Bay show, and you'll get the latest uh, show. Thank you very much. And, Jackie, our uh, next Kelly, Ke- I, I'm sorry. No, Kelly uh, wanted to ask Dr. Don about, I think, specifically about TMJ, which you're right. I'm sitting here doing it now. <laughs> yeah. I, I, well, you know, it's funny, Jackie, when you, when you mentioned dental pain, I can't imagine have, having to wait, you know, to get into to the dentist, you know, uh, one morning I woke up in, you know, in, oh, well, I have a very old injury. I dislocated my jaw um, about mm. oh, uh, 11 years ago. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's like my Achilles heel kind of, right? You know, and I haven't had a problem in about nine years. <gasps> and I started feeling a little bit of, you know, clicking and this and that. And I'm like, uh-oh, so you kind of behave and, you know, do a recheck on yourself. And then one morning I woke up in just such pain and I'm like, ah, you know, and I'm not using my night guard. You just, you forget, you get out of your, um, you know, your habits, the good habits. And so um, I can, uh, doctor, I can only imagine the amount of teeth grinding, TMJ, um, cracked teeth <laughs> you, you are seeing right now because people yeah. clenching, are probably yeah. clenching, grinding more than probably yeah. ever. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's funny that you say that. Yeah, like uh, whenever there's a crisis that comes up, um, we have more cases of TMJ. I, like I think I went through like three three recessions now, 
and uh, the, that whole period, that, those whole time, I, I, I was always busier, busier when those periods come up because of the stress, um, people breaking teeth, people having muscle aches, muscle pain, uh, toothaches that just comes up because they're just overloaded. So, yeah, definitely we treat, we've been treating a lot of that. Uh, and that, that's what we've been keeping busy with, uh, you know, the last so many months because of uh, uh, TMJ-related pains. So, and, uh, yeah, there is treatment of that. So we got to be really good at that uh, because uh, being in downtown, being in the financial district, uh, just imagine, like, all those recessions, you know, like it, uh, all, the, all the downtown people will get really uh, stressed out about, about uh, that, that, those times. You mean every time the stock market drops, people start clenching their teeth? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, well, prepare for, an, prepare for another wave, Doc. you got to prepare for another wave. We have, we've had some craziness in the stock market this week. No, you know, yeah. and, 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 you know, clenching and gnawing, you know, that really does a number on your gums. You know, I, it I mean, does. It, it, it does. I mean, that's why it's so important. If you have a mouth guard, you should wear it, you know. Every night, I mean, makes it makes a world of difference. Um, Doctor Doctor Don, tell us, tell us about. I, I wanted to say, tell us about the most cutting edge dental te- technology uh. now. But tell us, tell us about the strangest. I mean, I know that dentistry is always, dentistry is always. There's always it's always cutting edge. You know, there's always yes. so many cool new things, but mm-hmm. are, are there any are there any like really out there ones? Well, right now is uh, uh, CAD CAM. CAD CAM is a big thing right now because we could do uh, crowns same day. Um, going back to TMJ though, like TMJ, it's all about bite problems. Uh, when there's an imbalance in the bite, the muscles are going to be more active. And that's what clenching and grinding is. It's basically the muscle being overactive, and it's, it's triggered by an imbalance in the bite. And that imbalance in the bite, with all this new technology, we could address that uh, by using uh, Invisalign, uh, where we balance the bite left and right, uh, front and back. And then uh, it, there's, there's crowns that needs to be done to balance the bite. We could do it all in the same day. And uh, when we get those, uh, when we get the bite balance, uh, we we get those uh, muscles quiet. And EMG studies have shown that uh, those muscles are very active when there's an interference or imbalance in the bite. We fix that, and we sh- and and the EMG, EMG studies have shown that those those muscles get quiet or they get inactive. And a lot of our patients, what they say is uh, uh, when they're done, it's uh, that their jaw feels comfortable, it feels better, uh, it's functioning uh, much more smoother. So, um, yeah, and the, the new technologies, Invisalign, CAD cams, that all helps treat TMJ. Um, all, all the advancement of, of dentistry uh, in uh, 2020. So, Cool. Excellent. Excellent. We enjoy we, we enjoy hearing about the technology. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. No. It's. Uh... Go ahead, Joe. I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to 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 follow on with that. I mean, uh, of of the advances that you know really uh, fascinate me in in terms of uh, dentistry is the uh, the ability to shape the teeth. And 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 move them back into position because of uh, misalignment of the bite. Are there any advances there, uh, Doctor Munko? Well, uh, Invisalign is great. Um, you know, like instead of wires and brackets, we can move teeth now with invisible aligners. Uh, I always mm. say like it's like the contact lens of braces. Um, so. Mm. Um, Rather than wearing wires and brackets, you wear these invisible plastic aligners that move the teeth, and I could then instruct the laboratory to move them any which way, so that way we could accomplish a balanced bite. Um, mm. Along with uh, with uh, cone beam technology, uh, meaning 3D 3D X-rays, 
if there's a missing teeth, let's say, we could like uh, if there's a collapsed space there, we could expand that. Well, when there's a when there's a missing teeth, what happens is you know imagine like a a bookshelf. If you take out a book out of a bookshelf, all the rest of the books collapse into that space. So you have a collapsed bite when there's a missing tooth. So we got to move those teeth back to where they were before. And before it was really hard to do that. Now with Invisalign, mm. we could like get the teeth back to position again. And then uh, with a cone beam, we could like measure the bone three-dimensionally and we could put an implant there. And that way we could like add that missing tooth that was there. So mm-hmm. again, that, that goes back to balancing the bite. If you, ba- if you have a balanced bite, you could get those muscles quiet or muscles inactive, so that way you're not clenching and grinding your teeth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to wear That's a bad. TMJ mouth guard for that. Right. Um, so uh, tell us, only be, I only ask this because um, I, I had braces later in life. I got braces when I was like 37 because my teeth okay. started shif- shifting. I, I, had, okay. I, had, I had perfect teeth all my youthful life, and, but uh, at 37, I, I noticed teeth started moving around. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I went to the orthodontist, and he, he said, yeah, that's common. As you get older, your teeth do shift. And it's funny because I have several friends now. I'm not going to say how old mm-hmm. they are. But they, they, all of a sudden, they're getting a little overlap here or things, things aren't the way they used to be. How common is that? How common is is it very common at, into adulthood that your teeth just will start shifting around? Uh, yeah, it could happen. If you have an imbalanced bite, it goes back to the balance of the bite again. If uh, if you have an imbalanced bite, teeth tend teeth tend to sh- to uh, shift around. Uh, if they're balanced, uh, your teeth, your opposing teeth, should act like retainers for each other. Now, barring Sometimes you develop some kind of sleep apnea problem or an airway problem. Uh, when, when that happens, you tend to have a, you develop a tongue thrust problem. And when you ah. have that, that would also shift teeth. So, um, so that, there's, there's a number of reasons why teeth would shift. Uh, so we would like try to cover balanced bite or if you have some kind of, some kind of habit problem either airway problem or a tongue thrust problem or something like that to see if there's, why is that instability happening? Basically, when teeth are shifting, they're, they're, they're not stable for some reason. And we've got to find mm. out what the root cause of that is. And there's so many different causes. There's so many different options, it sounds like. We're yeah, all right. sitting here clenching, gnawing, thrusting our tongue. We're all sitting here doing that right now. <laughs> I, you know, I, you know seriously, hard. I... It is, you know, only because I have a good friend that's a dentist, I, I, I'm aware of this, but you must spend a ton of time keeping up with all of the advances. I, I, I mean, you, I mean, oh, conferences, yeah. and classes, and yeah. how much of yeah, that, like how a, mu- go ahead, go ahead. How, how many times a year do you have to, or how many journals are you reading every week? I, I, I mean, there's just always new stuff. Well, uh, there's always new stuff. There's always conferences. There's always hours of, of CE units that we have to take. But it's fun. I, I have a, I have a, I have a good time on that. Like uh, we, we go to uh, uh, all over the country to like have meetings. Uh, we see our old buddies, our old friends. We like have lunch or dinner together, and uh, we learn new stuff. That it's that's it's exciting with uh, with our field, and uh, to me that's what makes uh, dentistry fun. It's uh, uh, all these new advances and uh, like I, I was kind of like a, a dental nerd, so so I I like that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> a dental nerd, that's a new term for yeah. me. A dental nerd. Well, I can I can vouch for the fact that dentistry has made tremendous leaps and bounds just in my lifetime because I remember. Oh my goodness! I remember my parents' old dentist that we used to go to. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Just uh, <laughs> it, it was it was it was it was uh, always a terrible experience. And now, now it's you know I I I, I love my dentist. You know I'm I'm in there I'm in there I'm in there every three months for a cleaning. You know mm-hmm. they take good care of me. I good. 
I know. I do too. I fall. I used to fall asleep in the dentist chair when I was a kid. How about that? Uh, I, I was oh, going to that relaxed mode. You know, my my mom used to laugh. She'd be like, uh, they'd go out. You know, uh, my maiden name was Hires, Mrs. Hires. You know, you need to come get your daughter. Okay, well, okay, just send her out. No, she's asleep. You need to wake her up. <laughs> you know, <laughs> pass out in the dentist chair. Um, hey, um, uh, doctor. I, I, I was going to say I, I always took that as a compliment when uh, the patient falls asleep on my chair. That means that I made them uh, feel comfortable and pain-free and relaxed. So that was always a compliment to me. You, you know what? Anytime I can lay down, uh, close my mouth, and not have to talk or answer someone, and occasionally uh, shut your eyes, because a lot of times when the dentist is working on you, you shut your eyes. Is that right there? Um, I, there's this magical effect on me that when I do that, uh, I fall asleep. You know, when I have to stop <laughs> moving and talking, I fall asleep. Um, anyway, um, I need that more often. Um, I have a question about teeth whitening. Um, what is sure. the latest, greatest technology in teeth whitening? You know, everybody has, some people just do it because, um, you know, um, coffee stains, whatever, wine, fruit, whatever. Sure. Some have, you know, long time teeth discoloration. What's the latest in teeth whitening these days? Well, uh, teeth whitening is still pretty much the same. It's the take-home teeth whitening or the, the, the office tr- teeth whitening treatment. Uh, it's still pretty much the same. It's still the same technology there. Um, the whole thing is, you know, like every day you can be eating, uh, staining drinks or staining foods. So like every so often, like your teeth are going to get stained. So you just got to keep up with your, you know, that, that treatment every three months or every six months to get the teeth nice and white again to take off all those stains that accumulate uh, over time. So, um, yeah, it's pretty straightforward uh, with teeth whitening. What do you, you know, um, ha- I'm sorry, Jackie, hold on. Right. I have one question. Do you, do you have any, um, you know, preference or thoughts on, you know, all the at-home teeth whitening kits versus the, the clinical ones? Um, is there any effect on the gums? Because I know different products are, you know, uh, can be a little stronger than others. Well, uh, it's actually pretty safe. Um, where, where teeth whitening came from was treating gum disease, actually. Carbon peroxide was uh, for the treatment of trench mouth. So um, uh, when they treated trench mouth, uh, they discovered that, hey, that whitened teeth. So as far as damaging your gums, uh, no, that, it's actually that was the treatment for uh, gum disease before. So that's how it was discovered. And um, that, go ahead. Uh, well, I, I, I'm, I'm curious. I, I've heard the term trench mouth, but what is it technically? <laughs> yeah. Trench, trench mouth is uh, back in you know, World War One. you know, like, uh, you know, trenches. Uh, uh, a lot of the soldiers were under a lot of stress. Of course, oral hygiene was really bad. And so uh, when stress and gum disease combine, you wind up with a really painful condition of the gums called trench mouth, or what's called ANUG. Uh, it stands for uh, this, this long word, acute necrotizing ulcerative gingivitis. So yeah. anyway, uh, the way they used to treat it was with carbamide peroxide. It, it's, a, it's a form of hydrogen peroxide, and, and they would put it in the mouth with this tray, and then uh, that would help calm down the bacterial load and also soothe the gums. And, and lo and behold, they, they found out it whitened teeth. And that's how teeth whitening came about. It's from that. So. Wow. Hmm. I'm, I'm, See, I'm, there you go. Really, See, doctor, <laughs> when you were talking yesterday, I, 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 did I not yeah. tell you? I said, every, there you go. Yes. Every week I go, we learn something and we're like, Wow, we didn't know uh, that. And you just gave us that wow moment. I mean, I, Jackie, Joe, did you guys know that? I didn't know that. I, I didn't uh, know that. That's why, that's why I asked. I didn't know. And, and let I, me tell you something. That's not something I ever want to say. I never want to say, ooh, I have no. a French mouth. I rarely find myself in trenches. And, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't hang out with a lot of uh, dental nerds. <laughs> I love it. Well, there you go. That's that's how you learn stuff. <laughs> that's how I know. That's, uh, 
We absolutely do. We learn so something new every what, week. What does um? Go ahead. I was going to say, as far as the products, like uh, um, the take the the ones that you find on drugstores, uh, they're they're pretty good. They're they're okay. Of course, the ones that at the office, they're you know they're they're more prescription strength type of teeth whitening. But as far mm-hmm. as like the the ones that you you buy off the 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 counters, uh, mm-hmm. the stores, uh, I, I say they'll they'll whiten your teeth. Uh, mm-hmm. The Crest White Chips are pretty good, I, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, there's. A, I have a whole program. My, I have my teeth whitening toothpaste, my teeth whitening mouthwash, my teeth whitening strips, and then, as I said, I go into the dentist every three months for a cleaning, and um, and I and I and I do the Zoom thing. Um, I had the Zoom thing done years ago, and mm-hmm. and you get the little refill, and after you have your teeth cleaned, you you put in your little tray with that prescription strength stuff. Yes. And uh, yeah, yeah. So good, goodness knows it works. Okay, listen. We're 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 coming down to our hour. Our our hour sure. is almost up. Uh, uh, Doctor Don, tell us um, website, contact information, website, and your locations, your physical locations, please. So we uh, we're located on Manhattan Avenue. We're only like three blocks away from the pier. Our address is twelve thirteen Manhattan Avenue. Our uh, website is uh, ManhattanBeachDentalSolutions dot com. Our phone number is uh, 310-545-5910, and we'd love to see everybody to uh, for their dental work or dental dental needs. And for those poor souls that have to commute to downtown to work, what, what address is your office there? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we're on uh, 255 South Grand Avenue. We're in the middle of uh, the financial districts in downtown, uh, adjacent to uh, the Wells Fargo building or the music center. Um our our uh, website is downtowndentalla.com, and our number is uh, 213-620-5777. Uh, and I just have to say, uh, being voted best dentist in downtown L.A. four years in a row, that's pretty impressive. That's impressive. Yeah, we're, we're pretty proud of that. So uh, uh, I always tell them, like, uh, hey, let's try to get the uh, – the dynasty here in the downtown. So like four years in a row, five years in a row. <laughs> well, downtown dental dynasty. I like it. <laughs> he got close yeah, last that's year in Manhattan Beach. Beach. He, yeah, uh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, Manhattan Beach Dental Solutions was a finalist in the Best of Manhattan yeah. Awards uh, last year, or I guess, you know, um, for who called the doctor. So he got close. Uh, he, yeah. You know, he that didn't fun, win the grand prize. That event, uh, we had a lot of fun in that event. That was a that was a that was a treat. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll get mm-hmm. to we'll we'll get to do it in in 2021. I think I think uh, most of our our stuff will be back in 2021. I'm really looking forward to that. Just on a side note, uh, yesterday, yesterday I was driving through Riviera Village, and, and I saw the sign. But then I got an alert on my you know the alert thing on your phone uh, that the Halloween stroll has been canceled this year. Duh. Like I think we knew that months ago, uh, and they're just they're just letting people know now, right? So, anyway, yeah, no, looking looking forward to next year, and um, I already have my dental appointments set up through 2021 because they they book them out that far in advance. So uh, everybody got to take care of your teeth. You take care of your teeth. Your teeth will take care of you. Joe, we need to wrap this up. Yes, what a great show. Um. Thank you so much uh, for joining us today, uh, Dr. Don Munkal. Thank you so much, Manhattan Beach Dental Solution. All right. And Kelly, Jackie, um, what a great show. Um, it's It's been really a, a, a great uh, few months of shows, um, but I have to say I am so proud of you, Jackie. You have been, as I told you uh, privately, you have been uh, so uh, on, so creative uh, for the last year. You really have been wa- uh, doing such a uh, wonderful, creative job as executive producer of this show. And uh, your Thursday uh, morning uh, newsletter, uh, as everyone should know, is is you know just a treat. But now with this uh, stub 
Substories Apparel at Etsy. Substories Apparel, all all one word. Uh, just go to Etsy and type that in. Stub Stories Apparel. I am I am blown away. It's it's what an amazing idea. Fantastic. Thank you, Joe. I, pre- I I appreciate that. And just one note: if you don't yet subscribe to the South Bay by Jackie Weekend Guide yet, do so now because things are starting to happen again. All right, there, things Excellent. there are there are more things happening. So. That's it. We got some weekending to do. Uh, Thank you. Weekending. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, everyone. Thank Thank you. Have a great weekend. All right. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.